Do you believe that she deserves all your worship? Yes. It deserves all your honor. Yes. It deserves all the glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we open our Bibles to the book of Philippians? Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. We must bring our Bibles to church or else have it on your mobile or iPad or whatever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must have your own personal Bible. Hallelujah. Philippians 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. And the message also says, I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Holy Ghost, I honor you. Have your way this morning, Lord. Speak to us. Use me, Lord, to minister a word in season, a word of life. Thank you for this time. Speak to our hearts, O oh God. May our lives never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I've titled the, uh, the title of the sermon, the power of resurrection in everyday life. Hallelujah. Amen. Which is coming from the book of Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. And, uh, and the theme, amazingly, the theme of our Feast of Grace is the power. Hallelujah. Amen. And today I just want to talk about the power of resurrection in everyday life. Hallelujah. And our vision as a church, you can see, it says bringing the power of Christ to everyday life. Hallelujah. We cannot be able to bring the power of Christ to everyday life if we don't understand the power of resurrection. Hallelujah. The power of resurrection is what differentiates Christianity from any other religion. Hallelujah. Because Jesus Christ died and three days after three days he rose again. Hallelujah. Even if you go to Israel right now, the tomb is empty. People go to see it because they found it empty. If you read the whole book of John chapter number 20, you will see it, that Mary Magdalene was the first to go there. And when, he, when she went and when she was shocked to find the tomb empty and all the, just the clothes remaining, and then she had to run, to rush out to go and call the disciples because Jesus Christ is red rose again. Hallelujah. And the power of resurrection is very important for us to understand as children of God and for us to walk in that power. That is the essence of everything of our Christianity. Hallelujah. Amen. Because Jesus Christ, he died and he rose again. All these other religions, all these whatever, they have died. They worship dead people. They worship dead things. But we worship a living God, a living Christ. Hallelujah. And he says one day we shall meet up with him. And we know if we continue to believe in him, if we continue to walk as children of God, one day we shall, raise, we shall be resurrected. We shall take on a new body. A, you know, a body of immortality. And we shall appear with him. We shall meet with him one day. That is the joy. That is the reason why we continue continue to be children of God. That is why we continue to, to seek after him. Because we know one day we shall meet with him. We shall meet our God in the air. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And Paul, being a great missionary, 
a mighty man of God. You know his experience when he met with, with Jesus. In eight, and how was he struck? He was struck with, you know, with blindness. Paul was going around persecuting people, but no, Jesus Christ turned his life around, and he appeared to him one day. He said, "Paul, Paul, you know, so, so, why are you persecuting me?" And then he was struck with blindness, and there Paul's life was converted. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we see, if you read the whole book of Acts, you see the works of Paul as an apostle of Christ, the miracles he did. You know, in, and he went, he went, he was being beaten, imprisoned because of the gospel. Preaching Christ who died and who rose again. Hallelujah. Preaching the power of resurrection. And Paul still writes to the Philippians. If you read their history, he was writing in the prison. And Paul still says, that I may know him, Jesus. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Imagine with all, with all the great exploits that Paul had done. With all the great things that Paul had done. But he continues to say that I may know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. I want to ask you, child of God. I want to challenge you today. Even as you proclaim that you are a Christian. If you say that you are a child of God. Do you know? Do you understand the power of resurrection? Is the power of resurrection operating in your life right now? Is the power of resurrection operating in your life? Are you walking in the power of resurrection? Or you are living a defeated life? You are living a life, no, you are a wearied life. But if you know the power of resurrection, the power of resurrection will operate in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is the challenge that I have for us today. That if we are going to bring the power of Christ, we must understand the power of resurrection. That it is the power of resurrection. It is the power of res resurrection that, you know, that makes Christianity different. It is the power of resurrection that Jesus Christ died and he rose again. But because of Adam fell, we were, we were, we were all born in, in sin. Romans 5 verse 12, it says that, you know, because of one man, we were all dead. We all were, when we came out of our mother's womb, we were all born in sin because Adam fell. But God had to send his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that he will, he will live here on earth. He will die one day and then he will rise again. He will rise up again so that we may have life, so that we may be new. We may be born again into the Lord, into the Lord our God, so that we may have a new life again. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the power of resurrection is the power that operates in Christianity. It is important for us as children of God to understand the power of resurrection, to walk in the power of resurrection. Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all sin and they all fall, fall, fell short of the glory of God. We were all born in sin, but because of the power of resurrection, we are standing here today because Jesus Christ he, he listened, he came and he did his purpose and he died and he rose again. Yeah. He says you know that I have power to lay my life down and also to bring it back again and he did that and he went you know he conquered the enemy he conquered the devil he went down and you know he, he, he took captivity captive and he rose again and you know he gave, he gave gifts to men and that is the power of resurrection that we must walk in hallelujah Amen. right now you know we are living in evil days we are living in the last days. It's a pity we are the generation we are living in worst days. Hallelujah. Where we are seeing wickedness. Where we are seeing all kinds of ungodliness. And for us as children of God to be different. For us, we need to understand and to operate in the power of resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to operate and to understand the power of resurrection. And it must work in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And Paul says, that I may know you. Mm. That I may know you. You know, you can know somebody, you can just know somebody just by mental knowledge. Like I know here that we have a king, we have King William. I know there is King William, 
I see him on TV, but I don't know much. I just know that he's the king of the Netherlands. I know Queen Maxima. But it's different the way I know. The way I know King William and the way I know my husband is different. Because I live with him. You know, I, I, I eat with him, I walk with him, I do okay. It's different when the way you know somebody just from afar and the person that you live with every day and the person that you, you commune with every day. Hallelujah. And Paul was challenging us that we must go, our knowledge it must just go beyond just mental knowledge. Amen. It must go beyond mental knowledge. Yeah. It means there is something more. There is something more. A personal experience. Yeah. A personal experience of God. Yeah. That you must have a deeper, our depth of the Lord, our depth of the knowledge of Christ. It must go deeper. It's not only about just knowing, oh, I just know about this Jesus, all oh, this Jesus that they preach, all oh, this Jesus that the mama pastor is preaching today, but it's knowing. But for yourself, how do you know? him. How have you experienced him? Do you have a personal experience of the power of resurrection in your life? Do you have that personal experience? Do you have that personal knowledge? It goes beyond our knowledge. It goes beyond science. I know men are students here. I know men are doing doctorates. They are studying all kinds of things. Some of them, even when you go to this PhD defense, you don't even understand what they are talking about. All kinds of knowledge. But I want to challenge, I want to tell you that all that knowledge without the knowledge of Jesus is just trivial. Oh, yes. That knowledge is nothing. That knowledge is nothing. Colossians 2 verse 3, it says that in him is all wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. In the only thing that pertains whatever to this life, anything, it is all found in Christ. In him are yet all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So it doesn't matter what science, whatever you're studying, but if you don't have Jesus Christ, your life can be empty. Yes. If you don't know the knowledge of God, your life can be empty. Mm. The knowledge of knowing God is much more richer. It's much more greater than all kinds of knowledge, that all many kinds of things that we are learning, many kinds of religion, many kinds of things. These days we are living all kinds of lives. We are, we are, our lives are saturated with all kinds of things, but there is, there, there is nothing that goes beyond knowing Christ, yeah. searching for God, mm. knowing Jesus Christ. And that was Paul was desiring, he was writing that, that I may know him, yeah. that I may know Jesus Christ that I may understand the power of his resurrection. You know, if there was a dead corpse here and the corpse just rises up again, and I, don't, I think a few will only remain in this place. You can imagine the power that brings somebody to life. Yeah. We have all, we have, we have, we have, we have lost some loved, some loved ones. Yeah? There are some people who have wished if God would only raise them up. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's not, it's, it, it, it looks impossible to just raise a, a dead person to bring them back to life. It takes a greater faith. Because Jesus Christ says, you know, but greater works than this shall follow them that believe. Jesus Christ raised the dead. Because we can also do it, but that is if only we understand the power of resurrection. The power of resurrection. It can happen in our days, hallelujah. I read testimonies where God has raised people from the dead. Hallelujah. But we need to understand the power. We need to see God. We need to get a deeper knowledge. Our depth of knowledge has to go beyond. We need to see God more. We need to have a hunger and a thirst. God does not, you know, does not show himself to somebody who just doesn't care. You just live your life. And you end your day. Oh, you just think, oh, I remember today I didn't pray. Oh, today I didn't read the Bible. You cannot experience the power of God if we are living such a casual Christianity. Hallelujah. 
If you are living such a casual life, there must be a hunger, a continuous hunger every day, a continuous hunger to seek him. Imagine the miracles, even when you read in Acts, when he was at Philippi, when he was, when he was right, there were miracles that happened. That's when he cast out that demon from a girl, which now caused him to go into prison. And you remember what happened in the prison? An earthquake, God made an earthquake, which brought Paul out. And imagine a man who had seen those things, and he still writes to the Philippians and says, that I may know him, that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. And what about you, child of God? What have we done for the Lord Jesus Christ? Even in your own personal life, in your own body, have you experienced the healing? You know that he's a healer. Many believe they believe he's a healer. They believe he's a provider. But you don't even bother to see that power of healing operating in you. You don't even bother to see that power of providing operating in you. In many Christians, we are hustling in life. We are hustling. We are trying all kinds of things because we don't understand the God that we worship. If we only knew him, if we only sought for his face, if we understood the power of resurrection, that sickness that you have struggled with for so many years, you even call it maybe a disease in your own generation, in your own family life. Don't you know the power of resurrection can heal you? It can deliver you from that sickness. It can touch your life. I remember when I was 21 years, I had just been my bachelor, and I, I was having problems with my joints. And I went to the doctors, you know, and they tested me, then they said, you have arthritis. And I said, I didn't understand what this disease called arthritis. And at 21 years, they are telling me I have arthritis. I was wondering, what is this? I had to go and research and read. Then they said, oh, we need to test you again to see that you don't have this rheumatoid, because this rheumatoid arthritis is even worse. It's scaring me even much more. Yes. Hallelujah. I was 21 years today, but now I don't have any arthritis. I went again one time and they tested, they said they saw no arthritis. When I came here to the Netherlands in 2005, I remember they tested me and they said there is no arthritis. And I was thanking my God. Then I was like, no, God touched my life. God healed me. I explained. I could imagine, I know arthritis is a problem when people are getting older and all kinds. So I was wondering, if I 21, I'd gotten that disease, where would I be by now? Today I'm 40. What will I be doing with that arthritis? But I thank God for there is power. There is healing in the name of Jesus. Because he died on the cross. You know, he carried away all my, all our sicknesses. You took away all our suffering. I understood that God heals. I understood that the power of resurrection can work in my life. And it can do that in your life today. Hallelujah. It can, do, it can work today in your life. It doesn't matter how long you've suffered in that situation. It doesn't matter how long you've carried that. But if you want today, tonight, no, I want to understand that power of resurrection. I want to have it in my life. I want to know Jesus Christ. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to go beyond just the... Uh, you know, a lot of us, we have accurate. We are very accurate. We can even quote scriptures. We know what happened to Jesus. Oh, before death, before BC, blah, blah, blah. And after death, AD, we know this happened. This miracle happened here and there. And this and this happened. But you don't experience it. In, you experience it in your life. You know you have very accurate knowledge, but you have a personal experience. A personal experience. A personal touch with that power. Because experience, it tells me that, you know, you, you have experienced, you have had a touch with something. Something has happened, you have had a personal experience. Hallelujah. And that's what Paul was crying for. That's what Paul was crying for. He says, that I may know him. Hallelujah. And that was Paul's life. You know, that was the aim, his aim in his life. Even after having wrote all those miracles, having seen the power of God, having seen people you know, being delivered, he went to 
where he was going to cities, if you read in the book of Acts, where people have had not yet received the power of the Holy Ghost, and Paul, when he's just ministering the word, people will just begin to pray in tongues. People will just begin to speak in tongues. The power of God will just come upon them. How many years have you been a Christian? You can't even pray in tongues. You can't even speak in tongues. You know, Jesus Christ said that you shall receive power. After that, you know, when the, when the, when the, when the Holy Ghost comes, and the power of God comes upon you, and you go beyond, you know, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, sharing the word of God. And look at the upper room. What happened when the power came? When the power came, people began to speak in other languages, which is just a simple sign of having the power. Yes. I want to challenge somebody. How many years have you been a Christian? Yes. And there are people, some, when people pray, you struggle because you can't pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes. You can't pray in the Holy Ghost. It's just a matter of simple faith. Believe in God and receiving it. That is just a simple faith of the power, sign of the power. He says, then you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Even at times when they call for altar call, how many here in that ritual, many times, come, how many here want to receive, you know, want to pray in the spirit, you want to pray in tongues, you don't even come because you don't even care. You don't even want to know to go further. Because it's only when, that when you begin to do some of this, that's when how you go deeper in the Lord. That's when you go deeper, when you pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, it begins like a baby language, you know. If the baby starts to say papa, mama, and then the language develops. That's how you also begin. And then you can continue to pray one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, eight hours. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people think I'm, God, I'm crazy. I'm talking about crazy things. But the word of God says, but they that know they are God, they shall be strong and do exploits. They shall be strong and do exploits. And God was saying, in this our time, in this our generation, we cannot be doing exploits when we don't have the power of God. We cannot be doing exploits when we are just casual Christians. We need to know the power. We need to seek God. We need to hunger for God. We need to hunger for Jesus Christ to have the knowledge of God, a deeper knowledge of God, a hunger, a desire to read the word of God, to commune with him every day, to come to him with all our issues, all these you know, I can't solve this equation. I can't solve this. This this thesis. I need statistics. How can I analyze this? Don't you know the Holy Spirit can lead you? The Holy Spirit can guide you in everything. In Him, you know, He says, He has the treasures of all knowledge, of all wisdom. Hallelujah. I remember when I was doing my master's, I struggled with statistics. I struggled with that course. I just couldn't understand it from the beginning to the end. And then I failed the course, of course. Then I knew I was not going. When I went to the exam, I knew I could not answer. I just did what I did and I left. And then I knew they failed, they failed, then I had the fail. And then I was just telling myself, ha, this course I don't even know. Even if they give me a rewrite, I don't even know what I'm going to read, to, to write about. When I was having the lectures, I couldn't even understand what more now I just have to read myself and I go and write the exam. I tell you, I don't even know what I was writing about, but I got an eight point something. And I, I, I don't even know. I just needed to pass that course and to have it in my master's. But I just know I went and wrote it again and got an eight point something. I don't even know where that came from. But I know I shared with some beloved. I have a please pray for me. Oh. Please pray for me. These statistics, I don't even know. I'm going again to go and write, but I don't even know. Hallelujah. John 17, verse 3. He said, and this is life eternal. Jesus was saying, and this is life eternal, that they may know thee. 
Jesus Christ, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He said, this is eternal life, that we may know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is the source of eternal life. Yeah. To know Jesus is the source of eternal life. Hallelujah. Yeah. To know Jesus is the source of eternal life. That's why Paul was saying, that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. Hallelujah. We need to seek God in a deeper way. We need to begin those things. We hear some people saying great and mighty testimonies, even in your own life. Even in your own life. That hypertension problem is nothing when the power of resurrection comes. Imagine, compare the power that raises someone from the dead. When they have dug deep down, when they have put all those stones, the power that, you know, you know it's just unimaginable. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they say it is the same power that was there at creation. This is the same power that God used when he says, let there be light, let there be seas, let there be water, let there be this. That's the same power that God used to create and that power can operate in you. There is the power of resurrection. It can operate in you. Our brother was sharing in our class the inside the scripture. That's, you know, there's the indwelling of the spirit within you. He said about three times, I don't even remember, but he says the power resides in you. The power can reside in you. Then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We need the power. We need to have that desire. We need to have that passion so that we may know Jesus. We may understand the power of his his resurrection, hallelujah. And what, and what is this power of, of resurrection? What is it really to really break it down? It is a converting power, hallelujah. Like I mentioned before, that it was also the same power that God used during creation. That was, you know, if you see, you know that, you know that the, the, the Holy Spirit was doing the creation and the word was being said and the word was Jesus Christ. He was doing the creation, hallelujah. It is a converting power because it says we have all sinned, we have all short, fallen short of the glory of God. That is the power that brings conversion in our lives. It is the power that transforms our lives. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you know there is a burning that happens in your heart. There is this there, you just say, oh, you know, maybe you hear the word, but you just say, I just want to, I want to, I want to, I feel that power. I feel that I need to change. I need that transformation. It's a soul changing. It's a soul transforming power. It is is the converting power. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the way and the truth. I'm the resurrection and the life. He who has Christ is life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You, 1 John 5. 1 John 5 verse 11 to 12. You can beam it up. He says that when I have Jesus, I have life. When I have Jesus, I have resurrection. And the power of resurrection, it is that life quickening power that reaches down to your heart down to your soul. It touches from deep down within. You have that, you know, that, you know, you, it's something you hear the word, and you just have that, there's this power, this, this touch from deep down your heart. That is the power of resurrection. That is Jesus Christ. You don't say, I believe in you, in, in, in Jesus, in Jesus' life, but when you have, you know, when you bring, when you invite you, you have you in your life. It's no longer believing in, but I have him in my life. If you are a child of God, you must say, I have him in my life. I have Jesus Christ in my life. Therefore, I have life. Hallelujah. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that has the son has life. And he that has not the son of God has not life. Hallelujah. So he who has the son is no longer I believe in, but I have him in my life. 
I have Jesus in my life. I have Jesus in my life. So if I have him in my life, why should I wait till depression destroys me? Why should I wait till this disease takes me down? Why should I wait? Why, you know, why, why should I wait till, till I really go down when I have the life of God in me? The sowing life of God in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, child of God. It is also a conquering power. It is a conquering power. John 10, verse 10 says, I have come that they may, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. This power causes you to have dominion over anything. No, the devil is not a, is not at rest. The devil is not waiting, saying, oh, you know, let them live and let them enjoy. He's always at work because he's seeking to destroy as many. He says that his, his agenda is only what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But it will take somebody who understands that I help you, that Jesus Christ came, that I may have life and have it in abundance. You can conquer. You can conquer. He says, no, Isaiah 54, verse 17 says, No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It means it shall, it shall, have, it shall have no dominion over me. It shall not prosper over my life. Whatever they will say, if they will prophesy and say, Hey, this one is nothing. He was born out of nothing. He's going to be nothing. He's going to be what, what? But you will say, no weapon, no ways that are said against my life shall prosper. I'm not that. I'm born out to shine. I know I'm, 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 I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a daughter of Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. And that way, those ways, those negative things, they do not prevail over life, over your life because you have the conquering power. The resurrection power is a conquering power. It conquers all these spirits, all these spirits of, da of darkness, whatever comes to attack us, whatever comes to attack our children. Because at times when you, your life is going okay, when your Christian life is going okay, the devil wants to find that weakest thing in your life. And sometimes he attacks our children because they are the weaker point. You can't get children, it gets to your children. But when you have that conquering power, you will know, you will pray over those children, you will lay hands over them, you will speak, you will prophesy good words over them. You will lay your hands. You will plead the blood of Jesus over them. Everything that concerns your life and the devil cannot conquer you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you have that power. You have been given that power which causes us to subdue, to win, to overcome by force. Because the enemy always opposes the purpose of God. The enemy is always fighting against your destiny because God has great things. Yeah, He says, no, great is the sum of them. The thoughts that God has towards your life, great, they are so great, they are so great, but there's always something. There's always the enemy. The enemy is always looking for an opportunity to destroy your life. But when you know that you have this power, hallelujah, you will conquer it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians, 5, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. You can beam it for us. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. It says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. You hear that? Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. Sorry, I missed when. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, 
power and dominion and every title can, uh, every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hallelujah. I was happy when the choir was singing about above all powers, above all dominions. That is above all powers. He is above all dominions. You know, you, you have been given authority to put everything under our feet. All these powers, all these dominions, all these things that rise up just to take to steal our joy, just to steal our, our destiny. He has given us power. Hallelujah. He says through Christ because of his rising from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it is the power of resurrection that is certain under our feet. So if the demons are, I know, are bothering you, if you can't sleep, child of God, failing to sleep, he says he gives sleep to his beloved. You know you can't sleep. You have gone many weeks, no sleep. You struggle, you wonder why. You know why? Devil is doing party in your life. No, but Jesus Christ can deliver you. Hallelujah. The power of God is the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. There are some things which are basic, simple. Sleep should be a child. You know, he says he gives his beloved sleep. A child of God must be able to say, this time I just want to sleep and I sleep. If you don't know, if something just bothering you trying to sleep, then command. You command. You use the word of God. You command. You command. And just go to sleep. Hallelujah. But at times they understand we struggle. And at times we need an extra hand. Hallelujah. I believe today the power of resurrection is here today. I believe the power of his resurrection is here today. To destroy those looks. To destroy those things. Some, some, some like what our pastor was saying. That one, one, one lady was just saying. He just sees people talking to him. Just somebody by his side. He just sees people. He doesn't, there's nobody. But he just sees someone. Or following him, somebody walking with him. You just you don't understand. Something strange things happen. Hallelujah. We are living in a wicked world and strange things are happening. Hallelujah. But we need to understand that we have the power of his resurrection. Child of God, understand that you have the conquering power. You have the conquering power. Look upon, look at those scriptures that tell you Luke 10, verse 19 says, Behold, I have given you power to trample over the serpent, the scorpion, over all those things. Hallelujah. It is a conforming power. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I have to be very quick. The ushers are, are showing me the time. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And Romans 8, verse 29, also says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed, conformed to the likeness of his Son. It is the power of God that helps us to conform, to live a life that is Christ-like. Paul says that it is no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. Because that is the power of resurrection in you. Are you struggling with some habits? Are you struggling with some sin? You know you've been going through it many years, but because you've been trying it in your own power, I want to, uh, to challenge you, ask the power of God to fill you, and you'll find that, that habit, that thing, that sin that you've been struggling with, that Jesus Christ can give you the power, that conquering power, the conforming, the power to conform, to conform to his standards. That when you read the word, you learn about something, you just conform, it's, it becomes easy for you to just conform to that and live according to the way when the power of resurrection resides in you when the power of resurrection 
you know, is, is ruling in your life. Then lastly, it is a confirming power. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. First Thessalonians 4, verse 13 to 18. It is our hope as children of God that we are one day we are going to go somewhere. To confirm means to establish or support the truth of something. And one day, we shall put on that glorious body. We shall be like him. Hallelujah. We shall meet up with him. If we are alive, says there's going to be a resurrection, a rapture, where those that are alive will meet up with him in the clouds. And those that are dead, says they are going to rise up again. Those who are dead in Christ, they shall rise up again. And they shall put on another body, an immortal body. And we shall all meet up with him in the air. And we shall go, well, you know, and whatever. And then what comes, what comes again, the, the, the benefits, even the, the joys of us being Christian, being child of God, that is another life that we shall have. Hallelujah. So that is the power that confirms it. Hallelujah. And the, and the word of God says we have that seal of the Holy Spirit. The seal of the Holy Spirit is in us. That's what shall differentiate us from the rest of the world. Is the power of God in our lives. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And the other thing is when we have the power, it becomes easy for us to, to, to minister, to, to reach out. When the power of resurrection, when you've seen the goodness of the Lord, you will not just be sitting with a friend or somebody who doesn't know the Lord. You are just moved to share the gospel. The reason why sometimes our brother is calling for evangelism and only two people, two, three people are coming is because we don't understand the power of his resurrection. The power is not working, so you are not bothered to preach to anyone. So you, you live with them, you are comfortable. You're comfortable with the sinners. People do not know God. Even some are even at the deathbed and you don't even care to pray, to say, okay, let me do sinners' prayer with you, to preach the gospel. But when the power of resurrection is in you, you will feel the agents. You will feel the agents that, you know, these people, we cannot let, time is moving, time is going. We need to preach this gospel. We need to preach this gospel. We need to tell these people about Jesus. No matter what it takes, we must preach on. We must know whatever, whatever, where you just want to find an opportunity so that you will preach, you will reach out to somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. By reason of the power of resurrection that operates in us. Hallelujah. So that is my, 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 my word for us today. I believe God is speaking to us that if we are going to, to bring the power of Christ to everyday life. We must know, we must understand the power of resurrection. And the power of resurrection must be in operation in our lives. I want us to rise up on our feet. And my brother, I want you to flow with me on the keyboard. Let me sing for us. Fill me up. I believe there are people here who are here this morning who must experience, that need to experience Christ's resurrection power. Hallelujah. You need to experience the resurrection, the power of resurrection. I don't know what your life has been like. Maybe you don't even know about this Jesus. You don't even know about God. You have not made that decision to receive him as your personal life, personal savior. But today, this morning, God has an appointment with you. God has a divine appointment with you. And he wants you to experience that power of resurrection. He wants you to maybe you have been having family problems. Maybe it's spiritual problems. Maybe it's even sicknesses. I want you to talk to God. There is hope in the power of resurrection. There is hope in the power of resurrection. Some people have lost hope. Some people have even lost joy. There is joy in the power of 
resurrection. This joy that nobody can take it away. That no matter what, how much problems you go through, there's just this joy deep down in your heart which no one can take away. And that joy sustains you. And that joy helps you to go through whatever you're going through. There are hard times sometimes in our life when we need to have that joy. That joy. And there is that joy in the power of resurrection. There is that joy in the power of resurrection. The joy that you will have, that nothing, that nobody can take it away. They might put you even in prison, but they cannot take away that joy. Paul had that joy even in prison. He wrote so many letters to the Philippians, to Colette, to whatever, but because he had that joy, no matter what they did, no matter what they throw him into a dungeon, but because there is that joy in the power of resurrection, you know, your, your life can move on. You will not have to have depression. You will not have to have whatever take you down because the joy still remains there no matter how difficult. There is that love. There is love in the power of resurrection. For most of love the Lord that you gave his only son that whosoever believes in you. There is love in the power of resurrection. There is love. Hallelujah. There is also freedom in the power of resurrection. I want you to talk to God. I don't know whatever your life has been like. I don't know what how how it's been even your own life, your personal work as a Christian. Are you having that personal experience? Are you having that personal experience? It's not only a mental knowledge, not only head knowledge. We do not need head knowledge only of Christ, but we need to have that experiential knowledge. We need to have that revelational knowledge. If he has not yet met up with you, if he has not yet revealed himself to you, cry out to God this morning. I believe we are already talking to God. I want to hear you talking to God. I want to hear you crying to God, to say God, I just want to have that revelation maybe you don't even understand, you say oh, what is this lady talking about but I want you to just talk to God, say God reveal yourself to me may I know this power may I know of this power there is freedom, there is freedom freedom for you to be able to sleep well freedom for you to be able to enjoy life, freedom for you to be able to to live in your house without fear freedom for you to live, you know without any fear of darkness, some people People, they can't be in a room alone. They can't switch off light. You always sleep with lights on because you are afraid of darkness. But when the power of the resurrection resides in you, you will not know that nothing can, can, can harm you. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can conquer you. Nothing can overcome you. Because you have the power. You have, you have the power of the resurrection in you. So begin to talk to God, beloved. I want you to talk to God. You need to hunger, you need to desire, you need to thirst for it. The problem of the church of today is that many are not hungering for God. Many are not desiring for God. We just come to church as a, as a routine, as a routine, but we don't desire for God. But God wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants you to experience His power. Experience His power at your workplace. Experience your power in your house, in your bedroom, in your kitchen. Experience the power of God. Experience the power of God in your children's life. Let God pour out His Spirit upon your children. Let them be different from what they are seeing in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I declare it's over in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare it's over 
in the name of Jesus. I declare it over in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. Oh, we give you all the glory. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your power, of the power of resurrection. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Jesus. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh,